So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen. This. this is Matthew Bailey alongside my critiquing partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of Bears, Beats, and Bailey. And holy shit, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. First things first, uh, before we jump into what we what we kind of schedule ourselves to talk about, um, I know you had a couple of things you want to make mention of, Ricardo, so, you know, take it away. Yeah, no, just a couple of things. Um, well, the Alpha for Neo 2 has been released, um, well, purely by random for anyone who has a PlayStation 4. Um, uh-huh. Well, most of the big names, I think, get, uh, big names in the community kind of get their Alpha bill. Basically, just a, well, Alpha is just a kind of just a early version of the game, but really likely demo of what the game should be like. And yeah, uh, basically, just talking about you know, Neo 2 is probably one of my favorite games in, in recent memory. Uh, mm-hmm. and actually, rank it quite high. In probably games ever because it just game just does everything you know that I like in video games and yeah um, most of the big charges and complaints about it is that it doesn't really do enough as a sequel so it's everybody complaining so far that it's new 1.5 because virtually nothing has changed in terms of the gameplay and and core mechanics but it does add on a bunch of extra things that people also wanted so I don't know just quick worth mentioning because you know I don't think we'd get alpha this early you know i thought we'd have gotten probably just a second trailer and probably had just a second mention um then the claim was this close to being completed uh which is something sometimes it's a good news and sometimes it's bad news. so i don't know i just wanted right. to mention it well also uh well we got two new videos uh lonely island um you know they, they're still well they're still funny but you know it's funny in the same way so that, you know some of the humor don't hold up because it has been a while since they had their last video yeah. Um, this time it's based on some two characters, I think, from Boston. And the central joke is they keep using um, steroids in the 1990s, like two baseball players. And it's that tackiness and that lifestyle they're making fun of. So, okay. but I think we'll take um, more of the island. Is it like um, for an album or is it for a feature film or something? I think so. It's for a movie, I think, right? which I've not watched yet. I think it's out. I'm not sure if it's out on Netflix yet or probably out already. But uh, yeah, they just have um, there are two videos. One with two girls. They're making like they want to have a date with, but they're making fun of the the again the tackiness of the 1990s and 80s of people who was like into Japanese culture. White guys who was into Japanese culture, but it's like it's just a bullshit fake Japanese culture. Right. Uh, yes. They make making fun of that. And it's our second video about just them just getting roided up and just, you know, talking about yourself. But again, it's making fun of, the, you know, because that is your whole bag. And the whole bag is making fun of kitsch culture, you know, kitsch, yeah. kitsch culture in the United States and, you know, various kitsch cultures, mostly white kitsch cultures. And um, the, videos, the video it's here is actually the one that sticks out because it have, um, oh gosh, what's his name, boy? The, you know, um, Killmonger's dad in Black Panther. Forget his name. The actor. Oh, um... Oh gosh, uh, forget his name too, but I, I know you talk about it. I know the actor. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's in the video and he does just, he's just kind of making fun of it. But uh, again, the problem with Lonely Island is that, you know, the, the joke and the whole idea of them just kind of getting dated. That shit would have worked 10 years ago. And well, we'll talk about another product that would have worked 10 years ago, but not now. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I can't really yeah. see. Yeah, I can't really say it would have been funny or work or anything like that. But uh, just worth mentioning. Uh, surprised right. he actually come up with any material, especially Andy Samuel, given the nature of his show and the success of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's going, but it's, it's still going strong. You know, we we were we were scared, you know, that the show was going to come to an end, or you know, but it's still so, yeah, it's strong, it's, right? So yeah, right, exactly. So yeah, yeah, uh, uh, we're renting. Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, I'll keep my eyes and ears open for that because, um, honestly, I haven't listened to a Lowly Idol project since the last Lowly Idol project, <laughs> which uh, which oh, I yes. enjoyed for the most part. Yeah, third album was the Wack album, which was yes, kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but they, they were kind of self-admitting and being self-aware uh, about that, about the, the quote-unquote third album being the weakest kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, they were right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Hence the title, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, one thing I want to mention, but hopefully we'll, I don't know when it finished, you know, if it wrapping up, but uh, I started watching Chernobyl, which is pretty awesome. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I waited. For, well, I know it's a miniseries, um, HBO miniseries, right. so I waited for that to wrap up so I could actually just... Watch it. Uh, watch all of them through. Hopefully, they will yeah. not um, make me want to, you know, um, gouge my eyes out or stab myself to death. God, I just imagine just given the subject matter, it's going to be like depressing as hell. But I just yeah. want it to be, be captivating. Something that'll really, you know, right. keep me keep me engaged. Yeah, I want to see what. It, but it, it's I watched a couple first couple episodes so far. It's actually really really good. I could see why people like it so much. And that is about it. And then I'm probably gonna give Barry a chance because everybody talking about Barry because it's it's the show's actually better than Game of Thrones following up on Game of Thrones. Um so speaking of that. Yeah, yeah, well 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 we we kinda have to drop the gun here, right? So um we might as well talk about this, right? So uh so if you have been following our um program for the past few years, or if you're new to this, you know, well, first of all, thanks for checking out our podcast you know we we you know we, we love doing this you know i mean we're, we're not you know top professionals or all that but we love to meet up and talk about you know movies and trailers and stuff like that right but right. we but in my case now i have not reviewed a season of game of thrones and i really do watch the show i really do love the show um it is one of the best made shows i would say in television history um it is so very ambitious um it is like Hollywood level, you know, greatness in my opinion. Yeah. Um, from the technical aspects of it, you know, the, the set design, the locations, the acting is always superb from, you know, from nearly everyone in my opinion. Um, costume design, the, the VFX, the special effects, um, and the, the storytelling, you know, that's that's what we really go, um, go to Game of Thrones for, the storytelling, you know, just this violent, you know, struggle and treacherous struggle between all these houses in this like alternate medieval universe if you will you know and it's just so much going on it it's just so much greatness so season eight came around right um and yeah six episodes and all that kind of stuff and i was i was like all right well this is going to be the end you know me like everybody else in the world we're just curious to see where the show is going to lead up to how it's going to end right but what made it interesting is that the well the original well the author himself george R. R. martin did not finish or didn't even put out his follow-up to his last book in the a song and a song of ice and fire yet so the the series was in other words the series was going to end before the books were were, you know the the run was going to end basically right um so it's like all right but we already had the groundwork laid out already so it's just a matter of okay night king has to be vanquished john snow has to achieve his destiny daenerys has to achieve her destiny um, Cersei's in the middle. 
she had to get wiped out because everybody kind of have this love-hate relationship with her. You know what I mean? So it's like, we all kind of come to expect, or we, we all had expectations, like, holy shit, this is going to happen now, right? So two episodes in, I was enjoying it. Um, yes, they did have these extended um, run times or whatnot. So majority of these episodes, I think like probably two-thirds of this season ran for more than an hour. You could say probably about 80 minutes max, right? But I was fine with everything that was going on. You know, they was really trying to put things together and all that kind of stuff. Then the third episode came around, which you know, um, which was pro- which promised the big epic battle between Jon Snow and Daenerys against the evil Night King and you know his his minions, right? And you know, <laughs> social media just went crazy for this. For well, it, it reasons that I did not expect. For one thing, obviously, um, the, the visual quality of it. Some people were complaining about how dark certain shots were. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's a nice little nitpick. Okay, okay. But the right. one nitpick that I didn't expect people would uh, go, would really would I respond negatively towards was that Jon Snow didn't kill the Night King. I did, right? Well, his um, his sister killed him, right? I was like, no, that, that's supposed to happen. It's supposed to be Jon Snow, you know what I mean? By the right. time yeah. I was like, here's what. I, I know Game of Thrones you know, is notorious for subverting expectations, right? That's one thing I actually love about the show. So I say, all right, cool. All right, so it didn't play all the way all they expected. Okay, so the Night King was a, was a secondary character and wasn't as big as, well, everybody was kind of thinking he was going to be ever since the first, ever since the series premiere, right? But it's like, all right, he dead. Okay, let's see what's going to happen next. Fourth episode came around and it's like, okay, something happened. CC ended up killing Daenerys's um. Um, basically her her maid well I don't want to call her her maid but her page if you will right I forget any the actual term but her assistant basically got beheaded right and it's like oh shit now that there is a zanger right and they're all hinting at okay well she could snap and um, well Tyrion you know played by um, Peter Dinklage you know he being the hand, hand be he being her hand basically saying, well, you know what? You have to give them time to, well, Cersei's and her army basically give them time to to basically, yeah, basically you have one more chance to surrender. And if you don't do it, then you attack. But you just make sure that if there's anything, you just wipe out the, the armies and Cersei herself. But then in episode five came around now, and I would say easily the most controversial episode of the season. Because at the moment now where well where um where Daenerys and you know she doing she actually dragon there and you know wiping all the armies all kind of stuff, you know um Cersei ended up ringing the bells right and that is the indication that yes, her that basically she um is surrendering right, and we're like okay this is it all right Cersei quit she surrender, and then so well unfortunately now, Daenerys is like nah that's not enough. And she just wipes out everybody in King's Land, which is where, you know, Cersei um, basically rules now. And yeah. at the time, like, I was watching this thing, I say, all right, so I get that they, because, you know, if you've been following up the show, they, they, they was trying to hint at that Daenerys will end up keen, uh, winning the Iron Throne. Now. They kind of was riling she up to be this big heroic character. So I kind of like how they subvert that and make, she be, uh, make her the villain, right? The problem right. is with six episodes, they rush that too quickly. Yeah. So you didn't really get a proper character arc. It just happens yeah, literally like a snap this, okay. and she just does it. Here's the thing with this, sir. Uh, that um here's the thing with this that really puzzling me. Yeah? The pizza right. that I don't want. 
I don't get why the show couldn't get more seasons. Why did they have to wrap up now? I don't know. I don't know. Um, a friend of mine was telling me about how I don't know if this is true. Maybe you could you could correct me on this. Um, apparently the writers, well, they call them D and D, well, Dumb and Dumber now. Um, David Ben mm-hmm. Benoff and DB Weiss, right? right. Um, apparently supposed to be writing or directing a new trilogy of Star Wars movies. Okay, so I like, maybe they just okay. rush this. Maybe they just like gain Game of Thrones all the way, so they have more time to work on this yeah, trilogy. Yeah, but in any day, in any day, they are not really the writers of Game of Thrones, and they, you know they don't get the. the for understand, they, they just kind of got the bullet points of how the show, how the series should wrap up, and that is what they did. But yes. again, to me, because the the ending that this actually reminds me of the most. At, you know, at first when I watched it, I was thinking. Right, it's kind of like Battlestar Galactica because you do some things good and then some things bad. And then, but other things kind of rush. And then the, the show, it, it click, it click. I remember one show that was very similar to what happened with this, which is Angel. Oh, you know, yeah. honestly, Angel which, which, which admittedly, I, I never got around to right. watching. But but. Angel, right. Angel's ending was like this. Angel's ending was, well, Angel got cancelled. So yes, they knew yes. they, had, they had about seven episodes left. And those seven episodes were were great, but but they were rushed. Like so, every one of those episodes basically was like felt like what a whole season could have been. A whole season could have been made up of those last I think six or seven episodes. I can't remember how much how much episodes they had left. And then the finale itself was like yeah, that that was like two seasons alone of material they put in one finale um, right. to get all the big beats. But that is what this felt like. Like Game of Thrones was like oh well that could have been a whole season and that could have been a whole season that could have been no season. And because Game of Thrones is such a big franchise, I didn't get why they couldn't just give this the extra two or three seasons or whatever it is it needed to, to tell these stories. I mean, TV shows is extend extend itself for way less. I mean, Smallville, anyone? Yeah, you know, you know 10 seasons, you, exactly. which, which admittedly nobody asks for, but we get 10, right? right. So, but, but that's the point. Like, this could have easily been you know, 10 or 11 seasons and nobody would have, been, would have complained about that at all. It, because it wouldn't have been watered down. I, I, I agree. Uh, I agree for the most part. But um, let's just to talk about the whole season run. So the, the, the thing that, that baffles me about this season here is that, well, HBO was like, yo, guys, y'all could actually, y'all can actually make more episodes. You know? We could actually give y'all more money yeah, to, to end this off. You know? exactly uh, but so I, I, but in, in my head, I tell myself, uh, first I was telling myself, is this HBO's decision? Like, why would they end this off with six episodes like this is something that they've never i don't think they've ever done as far as the tv shows go now yeah. it, it, as far as you know the the season numbers go well the amount of seasons sorry um i was thinking like okay well you know the wire for example still the best tv show ever made in my opinion you know yeah. hbo's crown jewel right now i think they ran for about five yeah they ran for five seasons um right. sopranos second best in my opinion ran for six but what they did with the sixth season is that they split it up into two so yeah. i think it was i think it was like nine episodes each or something like that or ten or something like that so they're able to finish up the story and give you more you know instead of just rushing things out now so you're thinking with hbo with the quality they wouldn't just give you a, a a haphazard lackluster season like this and yeah it is so because what's funny well this is really what i want to get into i don't really want to like review the whole season right um but getting back to what happened with daenerys and that stuff so like i just the i just watching this everything play out right uh, i was loving the cinematography music set up everything like that right but 
I wasn't I wasn't in love with it. I would admit, yes, it was rushed, right? But the backlash after that episode, boy, shocked me, boy. And at the point in time, I was laughing at it. Because, like, y'all just really taking this thing way too seriously, boy. Like, for yeah, a show man. that always kind of do these things, that always subvert the expectations, that always kind of stab you in your heart, you know? Like, remember the, like, the Red Wedding, anyone? You know, um, right. Jon Snow's death, anyone? In season five, you know, still the hardest, roughest season of Game of Thrones ever. But people still stuck with it. People still sold it out, right? And then, in the end, you get a, a kind of satisfying conclusion, right? But the backlash with that episode was insane, boys. Like, Daenerys would do this. Why she could do this right. for? Blah, 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 blah. It was that, like, that, really? That's something, <laughs> that something I don't necessarily, well, I could get into, but I don't really feel to it right now. But basically, I would argue that it's a, it's a what I call pseudo woke white feminist bullshit thing. Um, right. That is what it felt like. It's like, oh, it's only the pseudo woke. Because, like, to me, it have feminist narratives in, in Game of Thrones, but Daenerys don't necessarily have to have that. Like, why? She's just exactly, like a kind of, yeah. yeah, so whatever. Yeah. Like, to me, that makes some sense. I didn't find that out. Yeah, me too, me too. But overall, yes, I admit they rush it. They rush it because they could have given you more time. And don't, don't give me the, the, the excuse of, well, the episodes are 80 minutes long, so how much more you need? Um, You need a few more episodes, dummy. You need more episodes to flesh that out, to really right. hit away with it. Like, you could have just gone with 10 episodes. You know, you had the resources, D&D, but no. Y'all figure, all right, we get you last season, two years ago, with seven episodes, but you skid the wheat eat. So then we just go for six. I mean, nobody cares, right? So, well, yeah. but I'm ahead of myself. Here's what with all the backlash and all the stuff that, you know, and like I was just re- looking through my Facebook wall, I was doing that like every Monday after the episode airs, and you would see all these nitpicks, boy, like, uh, why are you going to do this for? And it was just, it was. It was the point like y'all just it was it was the point that people were just being idiotic about it. Like just right. looking for any and every reason to nitpick the show because no, they're like how we go in. Yeah, when you have something this big though is is a thing. Because look, I you know, as I said, I I you know is I was making the joke, you know, the James Franco from from uh Battle of Buster Scruggs now, you know. First time yeah. it's that, right? It's it's you know, to me it's like it have so many things to watch, Mass Effect ending, oh god. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Battle Star, Battle Star, Mass Effect, oh god, um, loss, you know, that's the big one, right? Dude, funny thing as you said, loss, you know, a lot of people actually compare the series finale to this to loss, dude. Um, nah, I, I, I just had my fingers crossed saying I don't want this to be Dexter because Dexter season eight series finale is yeah, one Dexter's of the worst yeah. series yeah, finales Dexter's ever. Yeah, you know, but, he, he, he started also one of the best season finales ever. Because, um, that's for Six he, Feet Under, right? Which I have exactly. yet to watch. Which I've yeah, yet to I know, I know, so, I know. I late to the party. I know, but yeah, that's in my two two watch list, of course. But yeah, right. so about this series finale, I saw it. I didn't throw a hissy fit about what happened. Things play out kind of the way I expect them to. Right. They kind of wrap things up in a in a neat note as far as like TV show finales go. Right. And then I went on my Facebook wall again, and people were yeah, like. Hello. What kind of shit is this? I can end this so far. Blah, 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 blah. Well, well, where are you going? Well, west of Westeros, right. you could have seen where she going. Like, really? No, that's but, the, that's but, the escape to come with, bro? Exactly. Come on. But I, I think about it that I find weird because, again, why? Because we already set things up as if, well, you know, everybody getting a. They do the spin off thing, right? Where everything yes, is a yes. kind of a flight spin off. So this could be a spin off, and this could be a spin off, and that could be a spin off. 
And when what they do with Brand Stark makes sense. It makes some sense to me at least. Yeah, um, but, but people went ape shit over that. Like yeah. Bran, this the triad reaper, the man, the least kingly yeah. character in the whole show. You yeah. make king of the of the six kingdom, um, kingdoms, really? Yeah. But in my head, I like, like it. Kind of makes sense because of the type of person that he is, and yeah. because he could well not necessarily see into the future, but he knows the history, you know, the past of you know King's yeah, Landing, all the kingdoms, all that kind of right. stuff, but. Still is like and and that, the real stuff stuff like well he knew all the time and it was all leading up to this um it, it was kinda really I I I don't know but yeah that that moment real pissed people off like people just right. could not again, believe that pick him again that I, again nothing about this as bad I let it let's be clear about something it is very rushed eh? it is it it's is very, very rushed you're not seeing Ridiculously nowhere rushed, eh? But I'm not like none of the ideas are here, and I, I get if you know people would have liked this more if it was told properly now because it's not, it's not that you tell it, but how you tell it now. Agreed, uh, yeah, yeah. I keep comparing it to Angel, like Angel ending bad because it just rushed, but as again, all of those ideas not it's great ideas, just, yeah, it's just yeah. you know, I, I don't, I just comparison have in my head. Well, I, I understand where you're coming from too because, yeah, like just like you, like the things that happen, I didn't go crazy and grammar TV and smash it. It's just like, okay, this this is where they're going at. All right, I could I could live with this. It's not because because first and foremost, I am not like religiously invested in all things Game of Thrones. I love the show for its technical aspects and just for what it just the bad set as far as TV shows go. But it's not a show that I am like like I treat as gospel now. So everything that happened that I don't like, I have to you know, true bitch fits at it. It's like, no. So, Bran becoming king is like, all right, well, Bran is king. Okay, well, right. all right. Nobody, I guess. Logic, the logic that makes sense. Yeah. And because he'll be such a, a different revolutionary kind of leader because more now things is more about infrastructure instead of war. Yes. Things is more about this, that, and the other. And because he he's basically, well, I, I just don't shit up. Say he's just basically this supercomputer that could see anything. <laughs> you um, know? To me, that 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 that, that level of intelligence is much more useful than than some strong 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 man type of figure. Yeah, or strong and, I, and, type. and on the subject of that, I I love, <laughs> I just love the moment where um the dragon uh well after Daenerys dies actually burns the Iron Throne. Right. You know, cause it just shows like right. yeah, this this thing is all bullshit though. Like so much people die and so much right. lies and treachery. You, you hide um John true true identity. All over this, 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 um, this true enemy of the swords, like, nah, fireburn that shit, end that shit, move on, you know. So, I actually love yeah. that moment, you know what I mean? But yeah, people <laughs> were just, but, but, you know, I thought about it after a while, I slept on it literally, and I understood, like, I really understood why people were disappointed by this. Because right, imagine you have something set up from, from season one, episode one, right? Yeah. And you're leading people on this thing, and then it just, it, it does not deliver at all. So, but the, the, my, as I said, the part the part of this that don't make sense to me still is just why the show couldn't be longer. I know, like this, yeah. This it, is such a question, right? It's still, more like, like, like even even the execs at HBO couldn't watch this and say, you know, what, you yeah. know, is the final season? Let me let me just do why, maybe why not did, ten. Let me do twelve episodes. Then. Let me let me do two. Yeah, why did the final season? I said no. But I still look at why season eight had to be the final season. I just still. Clue, not clued onto that. Like somebody had explained that behind the scenes narrative. Now, what happened? Yeah. Why had to be eight seasons? Why couldn't it? Have, why did they, they couldn't get an extra at least two seasons for oh, this? 
Now you want to hear something funny? So, um, tonight at the time of this recording, HBO is airing a special about the making of Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Which I, I will check out when I get a chance. Uh, but I would love to hear from the execs themselves, right? While these people behind the scenes. Um, why six episodes? Why Season 8 had to be the last? Why they couldn't uh, just go full 10, 10 um, seasons yeah. Yeah. and give we a satisfying conclusion uh, so for some reason, I was reminded of um, a little show called X Files, right? right. Um, and I talk about like I talk about like up to season nine, which yeah, Eight. not the best ending in the world, but I was like, Eight. all right, I, I I could live with it, kinda. Well, okay, the, the part I could live with was the Mulder and Scully relationship, how it kind of how they kind of come back together, and basically everything else was just right. weird and didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> especially with the smoking man, this whole 2012 thing will come into an end yeah. was just so dumb oh. or whatever, right? But it's the last moment with Mulder and Scully and when they kind of realized that they kind of need to be together, that, that's what really hit me. That, that's what really worked for me, right? But point is with this, like I know X-Files is an episodic show, but it started off with Mulder looking for his sister and then it just led to you know, and, and Scully and her, um, this thing with feet and all that kind of stuff, right? But yes, I know it would went all different directions as far as story goes, right? But to me, it does what Game of Thrones felt like. Like they had, they had us, they had an idea, they had, they had a foundation, and it just went all over the place. Like as soon as season five ended, it was just like, all right, we just kind of winging it here. We don't really know when George R. R. Martin gonna actually finish up the book. We kind of know what it is he wants, so we just friggin' shit out on the way, and it just kind of end, you know? It just kind of wraps up. It just run out of steam, basically. The same thing how I felt with X-Files. Just like, well, we just go into the motions. We don't know what's going on. Um, well, David um, Duclan V and his drama, so he out the show, so we are bringing Robert Patrick into the show, and, yeah, well, you know, all that drama, man. <laughs> so it's like, this is not where we started off. This is not where we wanted to go. And the perfect show to me, the one show, well, apart from um, The Wire, but the perfect show to me in the, um, well, say the late 2000s that really sum up a show that knew where they were going to go, like start and end, is Breaking Bad. Still one of my okay, top yeah. five favorite shows of all time because yeah. it started at a certain point and it knew where it was going to end. Yes, it yeah. had different characters and it meander with the story, but it, but basically it's the, the transformation of Walter White into Heisenberg. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. This, well, for me, right. So yeah, my, my from my, good to bad. That's it. That's right. the art. Right. My perfect show is probably, but this was like a super short show anyway. Uh, probably the leftovers. Right. Right. From from HBO. It did, mm-hmm. it did everything. Loss didn't do. Right. Uh, in my opinion, now Loss is a show. I, I still never really had a full talk about Loss. Man, I had to do that whenever. But yeah, Lost I, is I, a I just remember that series finale being like, what? Yeah. I, I watch yeah. it. I watch it. I watch it when it aired too. I was like, what? Yes. Yeah, still it. <laughs> no, Lost, Lost, okay. Lost is one of those shows that character-wise work and make sense. But from a plot world-building standpoint, make no sense and get zero out of ten. Like, it's yeah, one of those. It was J.J. Abrams just trying so hard to keep me all engaged. Like, oh, what's yeah, going to what happen next? With... What's in the forest? Ah. Yeah. Mystery yeah, box and all that crap, now, you know what I mean? Right. And he, uh, you know, even with that too, run out of steam. It's like this right. is not what, what I set up from the very beginning. Right. You know? what, what the leftovers did, what the leftovers did is it it make you focus on a different set of things for you to not like think about it. So when it, it, there's a big mystery box thing that goes on in the leftovers, but then when you actually work, what you're supposed to, how you're supposed to look at this, 
it's not supposed to matter. And it really does not matter in, in the grand scheme of things when they think about it, or, or at least how it's framed. Whilst with loss, they make, they make it they make it care now about the quote-unquote facts of the events, and it actually doesn't. That itself also, they try to pull the same stunt, but it don't work with loss. You know, loss is, loss is like trying to do the, 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 the backflip with the, with the bicycle and landing on your head, whilst <laughs> leftover right. land very well with the backflip with the bicycle in, in, in X Games, right? Right. Um, ah, 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 I got you. I, I, I got you. Yeah. You know, as I say, when they talk about sticking the landing, you know, yeah. we always make a loop into gymnastics and things. And that's basically what it means, right? Um, and Game of Thrones is one of those that just, it just didn't do the big trick, but it did stick the landing, right? Just it didn't do the big trick. It just, you know, it needed to do the four fly flips and then land. It didn't yeah. do the four fly flips, so just jump over the, the, the ramp quick and then land quick. <laughs> that's it. It, yeah, it didn't yeah. do it. Like, that's why I didn't. But I still think the ending not bad, right? I, Given what yeah, I yeah. I, see, see me. I, I think it is uh, like I like I wrote on Facebook. Um, I was I was satisfied for the most part by the way how it ended, how they kind of right. wrap things up. It's just that it's just, just, just they needed to yeah, out more. Really flesh out more. And, I, I, and the, the episode was sorry. The season as a whole was just too short, ridiculously right. short. Right, I still, I still, con- I still confused because I, again, the feeling that the only explanation behind this is to do with lawyers and contracts and and who own what rights where, and at the end of the day, they just kind of have to cut it and move on because it'll just cause it'll be more trouble and it causes it has nothing to do with any single person or single entity involved. Because I get the feeling all the actors involved could have stay. I don't get the feeling that the actors' contracts are up or anything like that. That's the only explanation to stuff like this. Same right, because I still don't get why they couldn't get at least two more seasons of the show. Round it off at 10 and wrap it up at 10. Right? You know, walking there almost at what? Walking there at 10 now, right? Yeah, well, well, the next season will be will be 10. Right, right, right. Exactly. Or something yeah. like that. Like, they can wrap up, they can wrap up by now. They can wrap yeah. up by, by 10. They don't have to do, they don't have to end, end at 8. I don't get why they had to end at 8, especially we end it like this. Because when I heard they were doing 8 and they were doing such a short set of material, I was like, are right, they either going to just rush this completely or they have some real kick ass idea for ending to wrap this up somehow and well it was it ended up being the former not the latter so whatever yeah. i mean i and, I and just, you would actually think that um you would actually think that that season seven which ran for seven episodes you know they could have just merged you two seven and eight could have just been one season you, you right. add more episodes to it and just end it at season seven now but no they just right. do what they did right um but this last thing i want to say though um to me, the well as a whole, though, you know, it's it's hard for me to say this way, but this, you know, Game of Thrones as a whole, I mean, it's just yet another, another um, groundbreaking series that started out strong and had a lot of great ideas and a lot of great characters and just, just uh, you know, great world building and really raise the bar as far as you know television filmmaking go, but just like X Files and Lost and you know Dexter. Yeah. They just kind of drop the ball. They just lose focus somehow. I really wish I knew what it was or what were the situations going on. And it just kind of end on this kind of... It didn't end on a bang. It just ended on a whimper, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't... Personally, I did not want that for a show that groundbreaking. I, like, I still would be... I still would... I still see myself rushing out to buy this, like, the box set of Blu-ray one day. You know what I mean? Maybe not when it comes out, but one day, because, like, I own The Wire, I own Sopranos, I own... Um, Breaking Bad, and I wanted Game of Thrones to be able to listen. You know what I mean? Well, in my collection, sorry, but there really is no excuse for the six episode um runtime for the season here. There's no excuse for Russian character arcs. 
there's no excuse for not really giving us proper, well, sorry, perfect or near perfect character development. Because no? look at Tyrion's character. He was just basically kind of this useless, basically. He's just there kind of telling people, hey, you should do this. And they kind of do the opposite. Like, what was the point of it, you know? Uh, yeah. Daenerys' um, break meltdown, basically, was just way too rushed. I know people still hate that it happened. But to me, like, it had to happen, but they really could have fleshed it out, you know, with, with more episodes. And don't, don't make the shipping excuse that, oh, well, they were setting it up for the very beginning, you know. No, no. Because I set that up with more episodes this season. Come on, get over it, right? But yeah, yeah. Um, at the end of it all, I did not hate season eight of Game of Thrones. But yeah, boy, this, it was a, a letdown from her as far as final seasons go. And I really did not want that to happen to show this highly regarded, um, highly re- uh, revered, you know what I mean? But still, it's just like, it's just another TV show that's out of strong and, and kind of weak, yes? Yeah. <sighs> on to the next one, I guess. Well, um, any, any last words you want to share on Game of Thrones season um, 8 as a whole? Yeah, this is not, it wasn't the worst ending for me. Again, I just, I just, the one piece, the one mystery that I really need solved is why exactly they couldn't get more two more seasons. Everybody involved had more money. I didn't get the sense that, again, actors could have stick, stick around. I didn't get the sense that people wanted to move on and end the show or anything like that. I have no idea. So it's some behind-the-scenes bullshit that went down to, to rush down the ending of the show. I, it's that. That's what's going on here. Whatever, at least. Well, for me, it's moving on to the expanse. So. You know. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, HBO have a few other shows coming up. Well, uh, I see Watchmen well, coming up, so... Westworld, Westworld. Yeah, yes, Westworld season three, uh, season yeah. three trailer, which dropped, I think, yeah, they, they dropped it the Monday after <laughs> the, the finale of Game of Thrones. Um, right. Caught me by surprise. And, you know, as I mentioned, Breaking Bad, proud to see boy Aaron Paul in this. Uh, that, that was really cool. But how they set it up and everything, I don't want to spoil anything right. here, guys. That, that was really cool. It's like, oh, yeah. this is where we grew it. All right, all right. World right. building. I love it. Okay, and... Yeah, um, I totally enjoyed um, season two of, of Westworld. Actually, I'm just really loving everything in, in Westworld right now. So, can't wait yeah. to see what we get next year with season three of Westworld. Um, yeah. But on the subject of finales and stuff, might as well talk about the CW superhero finales that they gave yeah. us, right? Uh, we'll yeah. start things off with the show that, um, well, you kind of turn your back on, Arrow. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I watched the finale. I watch it finally just to see what it is about and what's going on. And well, I know they're linking everything to crisis because yes. that guy show up. Uh, yes, um, um, well, the monitor shows up. But um, before I get to that, right? So here's the thing that I did. Well, overall, I didn't really like about the season here, but I realized this is like an arrow trope right now. It's always start off one place and then end in something totally different. But like yeah. you will have a story and then wrap up the story like six episodes. Yeah. Now, even before the mid-season finale, yeah, then you'll jump to a new um, story, then a new story, then a new story. So study yeah. this season here. Start off with Oliver Queen in jail, in prison, yeah. right? And now we end with him basically saying how, well, you know, the team is back. So, you know, y'all can handle, you know, um, uh, Star City there. So... Me and, and Felicity, we going to go into this cabin and I gotta knock she up. She gotta have a kid. And you know, I had all these flashbacks midway into the the well into the well into the second half of the season basically, where you're seeing uh, Felicity's um child where her daughter actually grew up and is yeah. in a future where vigilantes are outlawed all that kind of stuff. By the way, the chick who plays Felicity's daughter, um she had a grow a bit. 
she had to grow a bit. Yeah. That, that 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 actress, because she played the whole kind of snarky. Well, I don't need to listen to you. I don't care. Ugh, kind of way yeah. You know, she had that snarky to some water, which at first you might kind of look at. Yeah, that's kind of hot, but at the same time, it's just like, no, you, you, no. Yeah, so they had all these like flashbacks about this future where vigilantes yeah. are outlawed and all that kind of stuff. Um, but in this finale, there, you know, they, they just keep cutting back to that a lot. You know, try to really give us the full reason as to why it that subplot was there to begin with. But yeah, it, it was also an issue with with um, Arrow in general with the way how you know they, they could never stick with just one story, one narrative. It just kind of goes all over the place. You know, you'll have six episodes of. Oliver in jail, and then after he frees, you know, after he escapes, um, something else happens, and then something else happens, you know what I mean? So that to me kind of brought down the season. It just made it less cohesive and less interesting to me. It just right. went all, all over the place, though, but I stick with it because I kind of like Arrow, you know what I mean? I like the fight sequences, I like the kind of corny attempts at action, and, you know, it's just one of those kind of shows you can watch on a Friday night and, you know, when you have nothing to do. But about the finale, right? Um, so, yes, Oliver Felicity. Lee basically, you know, they do a little montage where, you know, they become parents now. And then a moment that Ketri completely by surprise, uh, the monitor shows up. And how right. they set that up was brilliant, in my opinion. I did not see that coming. And, you know, it reminded of, you know, what happened with the last crossover where the monitor say basically, well, yes, um, Oliver, I'm going to need you. Um, right. But it's less likely that you're going to survive. You know, you will die eventually. Though. So, you know, he he... Well, they had the last little conversation together and um, afterwards he leaves and then they have this this really powerful emotional moment with Oliver Felicity. And um, I mean, Felicity, I mean, the actress, she's just killed it all the time. Um, um, Emily Beth Records, uh, Rickards, sorry. Who, by the way, uh, I heard through the grapevine supposed to be leaving after, well, once, you know, as a season done, this will be the last we will see of her. Uh, for quite yeah. some time, you know, she moving on. Yeah, but it's the show, and the, then there's the series finale of Arrow. So, no, no Arrow well, Man. kind of, yeah. not really, but they're supposed to have one more season. Okay. Yeah, there, there's this one more season coming up. Um, and this one, uh, you know, as we talk about Game of Thrones it just now, actually, it's gonna have um, it's not gonna be 23 episodes. It's actually gonna be a lot shorter. Um, and not sh- probably like maybe Legends length, like maybe. 15 episodes right. or something like that, but it's not going to be 22 or 23 episodes as, you know, Arrow usually is there. But yeah, you know, Emily kind of put it out there that, yes, she is leaving the show. And, you know, at the very finale, it makes sense why they keep hinting at a daughter, sorry, at a daughter and this whole thing about legacy and all that kind of stuff there. So, powerful moment with the two of them together. Um, seeing, seeing Stephen Amell, Amell cry and really commit to the, uh, to, the, to the moment was really cool as well. You know, you know, we like to make the, the joke that big men don't cry, but I believe him, you know, you know, I believe that moment. I was like, yeah, boy, you gotta cry this because, you know, you're going to see each other again in a long while. You know what I mean? I thought it was pretty cool that you saw the older, um, you, you saw the older Felicity and she said farewell to, um, to her, her daughter, actually. And then the monitor shows up and takes her away, which I'm wondering now if you're going to see older Felicity in the crisis um, crossover or not, or if this is just the last time we're gonna see Felicity at all, period. You know what I mean? But, um, really powerful way to end the season off, very emotional. But I just wish that it didn't start one way, and the season didn't start one way and then end 
completely different. I, I mean, even if you want to say, well, the whole thematic arc was about family because, well, Oliver was away from Felicity and now that he's back and, you know, he has to reunite with his team and all that kind of stuff. It still felt like just one story after the next, after the next, after the next. But I give credit where credit is due. They end it off powerfully, in my opinion. Um, and no, Ricardo, it's not the end. But you, you, the way all this sets up is like, yeah, that could have been the end, though. I could have lived with that, right? But um, quick thoughts. What, what were your thoughts on the finale? See that you didn't really care for or didn't watch the season overall. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I just, just want you just to see why, what, where the monitor relevance comes in, just to make it um, thing. Because basically, the way I, the way I set the things up as if, well, you know, he gone dead now. So I don't know how they're going to deal with this, but I just want to see where the monitor's relevance was. It didn't really have much relevance. So I was like, all right, well, nice about it. Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, see in a few months. So I understand the crisis infinite stuff is in two parts. So. I don't know how they're going to do that, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, you know, on the subject of that, uh, I don't know, like, like I, I wish, though, that this could have just been the end of, of Arrow and you just have the season 8 be the crossover itself. You know what right. I mean? So, like, you, you have Flash, you have Legends and Supergirl, could they go in on? But then Arrow itself, instead of Arrow, you have the crossover and that would be, right. like, the thematic end of Arrow itself does. Because right now from here, I mean, where <laughs> is the show going to go? Where is Arrow going to go from here? We don't know. Is it going to be about Team Arrow? I don't know. Would I look out for that? Not really. But yeah, it, it this could have been the end of the series, in my opinion. But I guess they're leaving that up till the, you know, the big crossover and whatnot. Um, yes. So moving along from that, we have uh, Supergirl, right? Um, right. That one, that, that one compared to, to, to Arrow, at least stuck with its story, you know, the idea of the, right. well, Red Daughter, if you will, you know, the, the evil Rus- uh, Rusky version of um, or Supergirl, you know. Right. Um, but at least it was focused on that, even though even though they had its, its subplots, well, of course, it, with... Um, it, well, it, it, it did two shifting. It kind of make you forget about that from season three ending. And then they came back to it and, and folded it back because of a certain character. Yes, yes, and, yes, which, which, I, which I did like. Um, yeah. Did not expect to see Lex Luthor in it because I, yeah. I don't know. I, like I don't read all the like tabloids and stuff like that. Like, well, in season four, you can look out for John Cryer as Lex Luthor. So yeah. when he came, it was like, oh, okay, we we get him. You know what I mean? But um, you know, well, we 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 were introduced to new characters like Ben Lockwood. I thought that he was a he was yeah. a great villain, yeah. even though at yeah. times it always felt like okay. Like at first I tell myself, okay, he's going to be the villain, and then he just right. ended up being upstaged by Lex Luthor. And then they right. kind of realized last bit, oh, well, Ben was kind of working for him, but he didn't know, you know. Um, right, yeah. uh, who else? Uh, your boy, Manchester Black, I thought he was great. Wish they could have bring him back somewhere near the end, but it's just like, well, we kind of wrap up his arc with um, what happened with um, with Marshall Manhunter. Right. Like, it was like his his purpose was more on the line of what was going on with, with, uh, with him. With uh, yeah. with Marshall Hunter more than Superheel right. and was going with Ben Lockwood, which kind of disappointment, but like whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the finale I thought was pretty good. Um, and I love well, first off, I love that they call it the Quest for Peace, the title fit. You know, yeah. the, the infamous Super Superman, uh, Superman yeah. Four movie, yeah, god awful movie. But yeah, but since that movie real went here, and well, John Cryer, John Cryer was in Quest for Peace as Lex Luthor, um, uh, <laughs> ne- ne- um, nephew. Now. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's yeah. true. 
Um, speaking of Lex, I love the moment where um, he doing the whole like, well, I'm going to save the day from Red Daughter, and he hear right. Frank Sinatra's My Way, and the yeah. icy cake is when you hear him singing along with it, like yeah. the record shows, I took the blows, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this is brilliant, this is so Lex Luthor, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what season was pretty good, I thought, in terms of, like, just building itself up. Um, they had some great moments as, coming down to the end, especially they yeah. had a Brainiac, some Brainiac one again, which was great. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, see, see Brainiac snap the way he did. Right. I thought that was cool. Um, uh, and, and props to the actor who's playing, though, you know, playing, yeah. who could play the kind of nerdy, naive type, but when he right. switches and becomes full, Brainiac is like, yeah, he, he kind of scary, though, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, um, Nianal, so well, forgot to mention Nianal, um, right. well, didn't know about Dreamer at all, you know, prior to, you know, the season here, but I thought that they handled that story very well, I, I'm glad that they didn't right. really focus too much on her sexuality, they just kind of mentioned it as, a, you know, a couple of moments, and, right. you know, her kind of being attracted to, well, Brainiac, well, Brainy, sorry, being attracted to make a lot of sense, but um, I love how they kind of worked her into the story, though. Even though um, it wasn't by too much, though. Like, they didn't really yeah. fully involve her powers and where she got them from and all that kind of stuff. But right. they, they gave her purpose in the show. Right. Well, apparently, we're getting, we getting Jim Fury. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your, your, boy, your boy Jimmy Evolve, boy. You know? Evolve. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy the Bullshit, um, okay. When it, when although, it, when although, it, although, although um, sorry to cut today. Uh, that 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 fight scene with him <laughs> and, and Alex was was kind of the cringy end of things. Well, the way yeah, all this cut it, uh, and then they use yeah, this, this rock song. I forget the, the song of it. I just know right. is the song that they use in Shoot 'Em Up, which is still one of my favorite. Um, you know, p- put your brain by the door action movies <laughs> in a long while. But I was like, y'all really gonna pick this song for the fight yeah. scene? Jen? Like really? Uh, like like having the anal fighter. Lady Kravitz's American Woman was 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 right. weighed enough. You're gonna use this song, okay? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they, they did the well, they did the whole. You know, the, the best highlight of it was the Red Daughter stuff. That is what made yeah, it work. Yes. Um, Red, especially Red, that, Red that episode stuff. where they developed her character, gave her like a really yeah. like a power, a great backstory. Actually, how yeah. she would be, yeah. how she had a book with Lex, and how she yeah. had believed in what she believed, and um, all that kind of stuff. That was great. The big, the big thing with, with Supergirl versus the government, all of that work, they did the whole stuff with um, all the, the immigration stuff uh, on your nose, but still good. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, I didn't really have any big major problems with the season per se. I mean, actually, it's probably the best Supergirl season so far. Um, and I, the, I, would the say best... I would say so too. Um, just one yeah. tiny little thing though, um, I did not really quite feel the whole uh, Marshmallow Hunter kind of wiping out Alex's memory <clears> of of Caribbean super gill so well, it, to hide, it, it, you know. But but they would but how they brought it back in the last couple of episodes, especially right. when you, you thought Super Gill was dead. That was right. that was great. That that, that really worked, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, well they did the thing in in, in um Super Gill where well Superman if he lose all his powers and he don't have sunlight that he could pull energy from plants, we know that he could do that. So they had her do that in this. Um that was like because I was in uh, that was in not that enriched in Superman, that was in um uh, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns. Sorry. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. They get remember Superman get a nuke, and then when he get a nuke, he fall in a field and he pull pull energy from the field because plants capable of photosynthesis. So that right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, but, 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 
But about the finale, though, because we didn't really talk about the finale that much. Um, yeah. Well, apart from, from Red Daughter being killed, um, Lex, is he dead? We don't know. I right. would so like to think right. that he it's isn't it. dead. But... Well, no, he isn't because they, they do the monitor thing again. So yes, what happens yes. is that monitor, monitor comes and brings Marshall Mananta's brother um, to Earth for some reason. So, so apparently he alive. I thought it'd bring back Manchester Black, but you know, whoever. A yeah. dead. You see, you see, um, monitor comes up to Lex Luthor and you see start doing something. So it's implied that you're gonna bring him back to life because he gets yes. shot by uh, Luthor at the end. Yeah, by, by by Lena. Um, and I love her arc as well too. Her yeah, she's a great. Like like wanting to help people with the Harnell and realizing that they have all these side effects, right? Especially with um with um with Jimmy and you, their relationship right. be um kind of affected as a result. But yeah, really, yeah. what 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 stood out to me was. You know, uh, her realizing that um, that Kara is super cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just so funny that Lex had to be the one to say this. Like, yeah, like Kara was lying to you all this time. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know that was just so powerful. That I seen her reaction to it. You know, was was on point. Um, Leviathan I didn't really quite right. understand that. But that's with um, Eve um, Tessmacher, whatever her name is. You know, um, leaving, see that well. She assumed that Lex is dead, and right. this old lady coming and telling her, "Well, no, um, well, Leviathan is everywhere and all that kind of stuff." So, right. I'm not too I, I, sure I, what, what that is about. I, not, I, I don't know well, about don't that know. comic stuff. It also, yeah, it has probably have some comic thing, but I, I it's always, it's always come to you like, oh yeah, that was this, and then some nerd on the internet will tell you where it come from, and I. I don't know what they're about. They just leave it open. So, whatever. So, they link it to the, the Crisis on Infinite Earths and then they, they, they lead it up to Season 2. Well, sorry, Season 5 now, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I, I do agree with you. This was a solid season, though. Um, yeah. it, it, it blend the goofy with the serious moments, blend the fun with the, you know, with the emotional moments and it just did that quite well, right? Um, now, right, so now we're going to talk about uh, Season 5 of The Flash. Uh, right. This was a season that... Um, well, just like Supergirl, you know, had a had a solid foundation, you know, uh, um, well, you know, a story foundation, if you will, with the form of um, Nora, you know, being, right. um, you know, Iris's and, and Barry's um, daughter for the future. Yeah. And it was just basically about her trying to, you know, be, try, try, try to live up to, well, sorry, not live up to her parents' expectations, but it just really showed that she could be as great as a speedster as a father, right? And just right. all the different things that, that was going on and all that. Um, I was glad to see Reverse Flash. You see me in the future. Right. I think it was like 2049 or one of those years. And, you know, it's just the fact that he was kind of manipulated um, Nora to do things for him. You know, in, in 2019 was pretty interesting as well. Um, yeah. But there were, there were a few, like just as, as usual with Flash, you know, they do tend to meander on certain arcs. You know that don't really that aren't as strong as others, for example. Yeah. You know because once again they work with twenty two episodes again, so you know it kind of tends to go all over the place. But I do like that they always kind of come back to Nora, what's going on with her, and you know, uh, and Barry, you know, wanted to be the best father he could be and all that kind of stuff. The same thing with Iris, wanted to be the best mother she could be as well. Uh, but I don't know, like there was things about it that that, that were were decent enough, uh, but other stuff I was just like. Yeah, but kind of forgettable right. in a way, you know. Right. I I prefer the season to season to last season. Um, well, four. This season, season five was good. I didn't. It it went in the direction. I didn't really care for it to go in, but like for what it, they did, what it was, it was fine. Um, Nora yeah. was an okay character. 
thought they sent on her, um, her arc was interesting, especially with respect to her and her back and forth with Reverse Flash. Yes. That was... Um, uh, the, the villain himself, uh, Cicada. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, 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 it was, it, like it was going like okay, like you're thinking okay, it's just a guy, and you realize well, no, you have a daughter, and then you realize or daughter or niece, whoever it is, and then well, the adult version of that niece become, you know, the right. new cicada, and it's like all right, right. well, we well, keep running with this whole cicada thing. All right, well, uh, find out is a big misdirection for what really going on, and. That's why that worked. That's why I didn't have a problem with it. Because it's like, oh, well, it was a misdirection for this, for, 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 you know, reverse flash and whatnot. No. I yeah. didn't have a big issue with all of that. And um, that... On the subject of, of Sakita, before I forget, right? Um, now, all right. So, yes, with these shows, you have to know that, yes, they are inspired heavily by comic books, right? But they will yeah. give this man some comic book dialogue by, like, yeah, I hate. All you know, all uh, matters. Yeah. I must kill you all. It's like so cartoonish, so sorry, so comic booky. But it's just like you know what, comic booky bad guy. Whatever. Let me, let me just let this slide, boy. But yeah, they just really had him see some hokey lines in this way. I would not like. Yeah. But um, the finale though, uh, catch me off guard. But right. then again, it's Flash. But you know, you you, you kind of can expect by now that. They always have to end things on a very emotional note, but I didn't expect yeah. that in any way they did uh, right. with Nora's death. Uh, the, the last few moments where she had the, the the video message, you know, to her parents, that 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 actually gave her, like, like I was almost close to tearing up. They're like, swear to God, like, I did not really think they was going to go that 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 far though, in terms of just right. really making us feel yeah, the weight. That was like, jeez, man. I was surprised by this, um, but what they did it, it is alright. Okay, I wasn't too surprised at that. But it is like, yeah, it's a decent enough ending for the storyline. Um, yeah. But the big thing as well is that the, the news report of the crisis changes now because of she's not a person anymore. So that whole thing plays itself out. Time yeah. In so front. instead of twenty twenty four, we have twenty nineteen though. Right. Yeah, I was slightly disappointed that we didn't see the monitor, but I was like, all right, all right, DC well, slash CW. All I get a round of applause. At least all they didn't have. The same character being every show and make things kind of yeah. predictable, you know what I mean? Because, yeah, I would imagine after seeing Arrow and Supergirl's finale, you're thinking, all right, well, where, where's Monitor? We don't see Monitor. It's like, okay, cool. All right, I could I could roll with this. Uh, what was kind of interesting, well, last thing I want to mention too, was uh, Cisco basically uh, taking this metahuman kill on. Yeah, no longer becoming vibe, yeah. Which is because he he liked this like really really cute looking Asian girl, but it's like that has a reason why you want to like dude like all right don't get me wrong like no he does have the the greatest powers in the world right but the 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 powers themselves are kind of cool though but you telling me you can keep those powers and still maintain that relationship with the girl like your reason is because you don't want she to be in danger even though you are still working for the Flash you still. Helping the Flash out in his missions, you know, which puts you at risk of being killed as well. No, but I, to me, you have such a useful power. It's like, dog, why would you give give up yourself? It's not like some. It's so impeding your life. Whatever, that doesn't make sense to me. He did it. I can yeah. understand killer force, but not you. Exactly, exactly. But I have a feeling, you know, they're gonna bring it back up anyway. So I just, I just think they just have a day because they have to give, like, kind of have a to be continued as far as, uh, as far as. Cisco's arcos, right? But yeah. Uh and last but not least, we have Legends of Tomorrow, which had the best use of 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 monitor, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, this season as a whole, can yeah, I like, say I I I, yeah. I enjoyed it as much as I wanted to. That now I give the creators credit for trying to do something a bit different. So they went more on the supernatural side of things. I do like that they bring in uh, Constantine. John Constantine has been part of the team now. Seeing that, uh, well, you know, Kid Flash is in there. I guess he's probably still in China doing his shit or whatever it is. I don't know. But yeah, right. having John Custody be party team was really cool as well. Uh, <clears throat> because I didn't see the series, I didn't really... Like, the whole context with him and his, his well, his former lover uh, being, being possessed by this demon called Neron. Like, I didn't know if that was a continuation from the old, from the, from the original series or that. But it was there, and it's like, all right, well, okay, this is a thing, okay, um, yeah. all right. This, but yeah, um, the whole supernatural stuff was kind of hit or miss for me. Like pretty- early, yeah, the early stuff, like with the unicorn <laughs> thing, I didn't really care for that at all. The whole right, thing yeah. with the whole nipple thing with uh, this guy who I still hate to this day. Uh, I forget the guy name. Uh, Gary. Well, the act. Well, oh, right, sorry, yeah. the character name is Gary Green. I just hate this guy so much. Although you I know. do like how they kind of make him a little bad near the end. That was really cool. They subverted that. That was cool. Uh, but the stuff with the fairy godmother, I didn't really like that. But it brings you back yeah. near the end. And that kind of worked for me. Um, bring back Nora Dark was pretty cool as yeah. well. Uh, right. And it kind of works in good near the end as well. Especially when, um, well, when Ray Palmer turns evil. Because, well, right. you know, Neron possesses him, right? And I do like the moments with, with Constantine in Hell near the end. I do like how they set up Hell being this kind of dark neo-noir city. That was cool. But once again, because I never watched the old series, I don't know if that's how they depict Hell in, you know, the CW, right. DC Universe. Um, uh, yeah. I, but uh, oh, well, this one other thing that I didn't really like that much, though. Well, a character that had to grow up there. Uh, Moda, who? The, the right. Asian Gilder. Yes, yeah, it's a couple of like in this kind of Hawaiian I think it is some creature called Konani and then you realize that she does have this she have this kind of werewolf thing in her too and right. I don't know it's like the whole mixture of the yeah. scientific stuff with the supernatural stuff was just more more, yeah. more misses and hits for me but I was yeah. like yeah. Was weird, I I yeah. yeah this was a really disappointing season for me um, it have some good jokes they had a lot of freedom to do with the, with the creativity but because the magic stuff just so aimless. Though. That's the problem. You get it too grab bag either. Um, yeah. Just a grab bag ideas and they didn't really, uh, didn't really, you know, make it have it make sense going forward. And and it just make it just make us show that intentionally this be corny at times, even more corny actually, especially when you see the character designs like like when Mona turns into the to the to the creatures like. Yo, yo, y'all really could not do that a lot better, Joe. Like, I, I find the creatures themselves they really look all that good. Yeah, it, it, and it was even it worse, like when it was like pure VFX. Like, take for example, um, the the the, the dragon, the, the the finale is like, yeah. uh budget, trend, budget. Like, yeah, well, yeah. like, oh gosh, like the um, what was the stuffed animal in the last season? Right, Bebo. Right. Yeah, Bebo look way better than that dragon yeah, exactly. did. This is what I'm saying. I find they, they double down on the magic thing in the worst way now. And because because um, the, the villain of the last season worked, worked so well, um, given what, they, what you know, they, they balance the silliness and the scenarios better with... Because the big sticking point is the time travel of the show. And if you're not doing that interestingly, it don't make sense now. 
Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's why the season didn't work as well. But I don't know. I still, I still had fun with it for what it was. Um, the problem is that we have another show that we did. We're going to do a review of that. That's other show. Just did this whole grab bag of a team that being silly and snappy with each other. Did that so much better. So that's why I think I didn't like this as much. If yeah, yeah. this, if you know, Doom Patrol didn't exist, I wouldn't have. I would have probably liked um, Legends of Tomorrow. Well, season one. She you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, but um, I, yeah, I that more. but I will give credit though. I do like the use of the monitor in this episode here because yeah. it's like, yeah. all right, I was going to ask Oli for help, but uh, nah, <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, like I thought that was that was such a great meta joke there, but yeah. I still want to see the legends be in this crossover, you know, we need to make the joke right. that. Hey, you know, we 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 missed that last crossover. You know what I mean? They actually made that right. joke twice in this season, actually. You know, yeah. but yeah, I really do. I do think that we're gonna see them in Crisis anyway, right? But right, yeah. I hope they don't just you know drop the ball last minute and say, Nah, you're not gonna see them. It just be your typical Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl, and and maybe Bat, um, you know, Batwoman if they decide to to do it. I don't know, but we'll see. So yeah. Right. Uh, now we could move on to uh, to season one of Doom Patrol. Uh, yes. I actually watched it out over the past few days. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say this for one time: I do see the appeal of it. I actually enjoy this way more than uh, than than Titans. Than Titans. Like yeah. like they they would in the same vein, but you know, as far as characterization will build it, I just yes embrace it. It's silliness and weirdness. Right? Yeah, this, I, I this appreciate it's just a high heaven. But... Yeah, this does this does what legends should have done which is it's it has a grab bag of ideas but almost all of it has a purpose and makes sense no matter how silly or ridiculous they went it comes back and makes sense it's like oh oh that's what i mean and that's what that thing and that had a purpose here and okay and okay this is why they're doing that so they boil it back down to the relatable and the, the plausible well you know i, I mean by plausible well within the domain of the logic it didn't yes, feel yes. like just arbitrary. Nothing felt arbitrary. Ultimately, it started off. Oh, this real silly and crazy boy, and then, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Everything makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oddly yeah. enough, like as weird as things went with the show, it just right. kind of ends up making sense. <laughs> they keep it, but they keep bringing it back. They keep bringing yeah, it back it, to what it should be, what the focus is, and everybody has a good arc. It, Everyone. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, but yeah. before we get to like arcs and stuff that we like overall. Uh, what what is Doom Patrol about in a nutshell? Right, Doom Patrol is just again, it's it's basically well, you know, the idea is it's basically DC's X Men in a sense, kind of, right? This kind of weird family that hutched itself together by accident, well, quote unquote accident, and they just kind of come together and they they're helped out by a guy called the Chief. Well, the Chief, I forget his actual name. Um, it's slipping my mind right now. Niles Calder. Now it's Colin, right? Uh, and he's, who's, who's he by the way, played by uh, by Timothy Dalton? You know, Dalton, uh, right. the, the, one of the most underrated James Bond actors ever. Yeah. yeah so he just kind of get together these people. All these these things bad happen to them, and he have to suss them out. And there's uh, well, we find out uh, what brings them together and how you know they get together. And it's it's not entirely an accident. And yeah, they 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 kind of nail like um, you know the idea of mistakes in the world and what it is, why it is you should accept or shouldn't accept um, life as it is. And if you had a chance to do it all over, would you, 
they will get into all of that. And it, it yes. does a lot of personal stuff about you, about self and accepting yourself for who you are and whatnot and whatnot. And that's how, that's what the, again, the kind of straightforward subtext of it is. Um, yes, but yes. what makes this work is everybody bounces off each other so well. Yes, um, yes. The, the, the chemistry between, yeah. between the actors who, well, in the show, it's it general, but um, as far as the, the Doom Patrol characters go, um, yeah. that would be, well, Miguel Dan Guerrero from um, Orange in New Black. You know, right. she plays, uh, well, Jean, actually, and she has, like, multiple personalities. Um, Brendan Fraser, you know, he, like, yeah. you know, tell remember how great he was, but, like, I didn't expect, you know, the what he put into this, too, because for one thing, yeah. you know, he always had this kind of weird, kind of slightly cartoonish voice, but having right. him play Robot Man, Robot. right? I just decided yeah, the head, you know, being so monkey-like, the, you know, like, when he's there yeah. talking through this, this robotic um, head, now. It's kind of yeah. funny, but at the same time, it's just kind of endearing and sad, you know, kind of like a Phantom of the Opera kind of thing. Although it right. was kind of funny here, because it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny, but, you know, it hides a lot of sadness in it, too. So, yeah. yeah, you might laugh at what he says and, you know, his voice or whatnot, but it hides a lot of pain, a lot of sadness, too, you know? Uh, same thing yeah. goes for, for Diane, you know what I mean? She, you know, she doesn't have a filter when it comes to what she says, you know, she curses a lot, but, yeah, yeah you know, it does really hide the darkness inside of her because apart from all these personalities that inside of her is the shit that she went through, you know, all these like really yeah. torturous medical experiments and stuff that we, she went through in the past and, you know, people not trusting her. And just a bunch of this dark shit now. Um, yeah. I thought this guy, um, well, who plays Negative Man or Larry yeah. Trina, right? Mad Boomer. I thought that his his character arc was really endearing as well because... Um, yeah. Like, at first, you're telling yourself, oh, it's just, well, he's just a pilot in the early 60s who went out into space, and then this sort of, like, um, anomaly, a space anomaly, as you call it, went inside of him now. So it's him. He he doesn't age, right? Even though he has, like, this sort of invisible man thing going on with the gauze over his face and the glasses and whatnot, right? But you learn later on that um, he was gay now. Well, he is gay, sorry. And he was hiding this relationship with one of his peers, you know, from his wife and kids, you know. And they always right. touch back on that. But it's never to right. this unbearable way, like, okay, we gay, he gay, okay, right. But right. it's yeah. a point yeah. where it's like even he himself can't accept who he is. And, you know, when there were moments where he could have just embraced who he was. But he, especially when he was around his boyfriend, was just like, no, I can't do that because of society. And not just, be, um, right. not just of society, but because of himself and how he felt, you know, so. That was a really yeah, strong so arc. We how they ended it off though, was 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 really really powerful though, really powerful. Right, the time period in which they they, they handled the whole situation, and that's why yes. it's like with the context of it and whatnot. No, and exactly. yeah, they make all of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're you're right, right. Um, another favorite car, uh, another another favorite character of mine uh, was Rita Far, right? Um, yeah, the last woman as you call her in the comics, right? Yeah. Um, I thought that the actress who played her, you know, she played her. Excellently, in my opinion, she got the whole fifties talk down. You know, you know, yeah. if, if if you look at like fifties Hollywood movie, you know, yeah, that transatlantic yeah, that, that, that kind of talk. You know, that kind of um, oh gosh, I forget the, the that Catherine Hepburn kind of, you yeah, know, twang. You know, in her voice, I yeah. thought that was great, and just her power itself, though, or I don't even want to call it a disability. You know, what I mean, it's just so strange. But at the same time, it's like you pity her. You know, what I mean, like yes, she's attractive yeah. on the outside, but yeah, when she gets, um, you know, tense emotionally, her skin literally melts, you know, and it becomes yes, this yes, blob, yes. I mean? I just kind of sad to watch her, like, her having to deal with this. 
and also her not aging, and then people kind of look at it like, yeah, you're a washed up actress, you know what I mean? Blah, 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 right? Um, yeah. I did not expect to like Cyborg that much, though. And not just because yeah. he, you know, he's black yeah. or whatnot, but the arc that they gave him was, was really strong as well, you know? Um, his father, who at times I was thinking, you know, from just the leading movie, right? The actor who plays him, if you remember, from Terminator 2. He have that same kind of look, the same kind of old look. Like, I know it's not the actor himself, but he did remind me of yeah, the guy who plays Sam. Yeah, from um, the Justin Lee movie. Now. They have similar looks, right? But that's the idea that he blames himself for the, de- for the death of his mom. Um, yeah. Same kind of accident that, that forces dad to put the, all these cybernetic limbs in him. And now he learning later on that, you know, some of the stuff, all the memories that he had were fabricated and whatnot. He, he father holding, not just holding back his powers, but holding back certain things about his life, you know what I mean? And him not yeah. trusting his, himself and whatnot, him feeling more of a machine and a man. Yeah, that was really endearing, you know what I mean? I love the, uh, just the performance that the guy gave to it. I thought, it was, yeah, it worked, you know what I mean? It really worked. Um, but, oh yes, and of course, Timothy Dalton, he's he's always great. You know, he always yeah. has this dignified British way about him, even though at times it's like kind of self-centered and untrustworthy, you know, later right. when he kind of realized the real purpose of Doom Patrol. But to me, though, the ice on the cake, though, scene stealer, was Alan Tudyk boy who plays um, Mr. Yeah. Nobody. Every yeah. time that man was on screen, and even when he's not oh. on screen, he's like the unofficial narrator of this boy, and yeah. he breaks it so many times, but he does it so excellently. Like, I love, I'm not going to say what happens, where he says basically, yes, and finally we're going to get the show, you know, after all these episodes of right. Evil Gazing, and you know this, now we're going to get the superior show, you'll be waiting for DC paraphernalia stuff, which is hilarious. Yeah, I bet he, he, he mentioned Grant, Grant Morrison fans and you yeah. know DC fans on Reddit are like, yes, yeah. this is this is what superhero shows need, Dread. You know, just yeah. a character to come and say, you know, at the end of the day, guys, this is just a comic book, Dread. This is from comic books. Yeah, is, don't take it is, too seriously, though. Right? The thing is, they, they do. Okay, so one of the, I don't know if it's Doom Patrol per se, but it have a, a character called Animal Man. And Animal Man, I have this remember movie. the comic for that, right? Comic. It have this insane, like ridiculously insane meta comic that they do. I think it's a Grant Morrison run, I think. I think so. And that's why I thought they were kind of going with this. And they kind of hinted at it, but then they didn't really do it, they didn't really go full with it, which is the whole white space stuff now. And, um, oh, I thought okay, okay. Really... yeah, but I, but I love really... the idea of the white space thing, the idea that yeah. there's a dimension in this comic, right? Or, oh, anyway, um. Down. And they bring in some some really really interesting Mandel. characters though, like um, uh, Mandel. like who? Mantel, uh, is it the strong man? Now? Yes, the strong man. Flex, um, Flex Mantel, yeah, yeah, Flex Mantel. Um, like like be, okay, so for me, I didn't know anything about these characters, any of these characters at all, eh? with the exception right. of Cyborg. I know who Cyborg is, right? But when I saw that Flex guy, I was like, this is kind of a caricature or kind of a parody if you will of just 50s comic book isms you know so i like how they kind of touch on you know like if you remember from like 50s or 70s comic books you always have that that um that ad with you know you wanna you wanna gain pounds i mean so it's like that so i like how they play that off like yes we are self-aware that these are comic book characters what i love here um with the show in general is how they flip that and be like all right we're gonna add some modern um sensibilities to them you know that just in terms of sexuality and whatnot, but 
you know, how would they exist in our world? How would they yeah. look at life? You know, I thought that they did his character yeah, that, that, Actually, a lot of this, actually, a lot of this remind me of remember that episode of Justice League where they, they went back, they went to the other dimension with uh, the old version of Justice League, the JSA. It's that. That's right, what this right. whole does. It, that subversion of those ideas on troops and, you know, that's why the show works so well now because it just, again, it starts off really goofy and silly. Then they just flip it back and make it work. It's like, all right, what is really about and what they're trying to see? And yes, yes. It's, yeah, they get, they get, they get in a good job with that. One speaking of that, um, the the episode where you see the old or you see the original Doom Patrol. Yeah, thought, yeah, that was like, jeez, yeah. boy, yeah. wow. Right you know, yeah. But they play it off at first, like, yeah, this is fifty superheroes, you know, that kind of stuff. They'll fight against the the corny bad guy, you know, the villain of the week. But how they end that act, especially with when yeah, you realize where they are right now in your life, dark, yeah. really yeah. sad, though, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, this show has a lot of weirds to it, but good weirds, yeah. though. Uh, case in point, this guy who, like, you know, yeah, hunts man. people down by eating, yeah, you know, bits of the beard or whatnot. It's <laughs> 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 like, what? It's, but it's so unique, yeah, it's so incredible, though. It's like, yeah, I could see this being. Being in a comic book, like being in a right. DC comic book, like it have a lot of great humor as well. Um, it 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 corny, it corny humor, but in daring and it's played off really funny. So it's like these really silly moments that really play itself off quite well. Um, yeah, like yeah. the where, where flex flex makes a mistake, where flex ah, is yes. wrong. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, you use the wrong flex and you right. know, something like that. Um, this, but just a couple more, there's a few more things I just want to mention before we get to Rita, right? Um, yeah. But uh, along with weird stuff, we have like a talking cockroach. We have right. a rat. Right. You know, destined for revenge. You're not going to see what happened. Um, yeah. But he had me at the Sentient Street, though. That, that yeah, street. They, they yeah, had that... me at that, though. And what they spin out of that, the story that they spin from it, well, it relates to, um, to Larry, to Larry Zach. Right. At first, it was a little on the nose case, like, okay, well, we kind of talking about, well, basically, the, the villains being um, this this bureau, basically, right? The bureau of normalcy. Yeah, the bureau of normalcy. And basically, like, anything that's just not normal, right? Whether it's, you know, people with, you know, metas, right? Or, right. you know, people who, you know, are this type of sexuality, who, you know, are, you know, this type of gender and whatnot. They would right. just basically kind of hunt them down and, you know, carry them into the underground layers or whatnot and, yeah. yeah, torture them basically, right? So, yeah, they're the bad guys. But that one particular do, uh, episode with the street, though, was a little on the news where it's like, well, okay, we're doing this. Well, you have it, the people it, that's against that, sequence. so, you know. They, they had a sequence that went on a little too long, and but it came back it came back well what they did with it. Now. But I, ah, find... yes, I know what you're talking about. It's a, it's right. a musical sequence. Went right. out for it, too it, long, it, but the way how it ends was like, Right. Yeah, right. I, I feel that. I, I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Not what I not what I expected though. See, given the character that was involved, right. I was like, I get it, because it is yeah. what the character would have done anyway, right? Um, couple more things. But yeah, the show goes for weird, but it always have like this level of self awareness that so even right. where there is weird show, and, and it's never too pretentious, it's never like you know, head up your own ass, you know. It, it it's enough for you to be like, yeah, this is weird, but I like this. And I realized that this is like a trend now with like certain edgy superhero shows. So like you had Legion, um, right. and you have Umbrella Academy, both of which I would say just like with Doom Patrol, always kind of embraces the absurd and the weird with you know yeah. just characters with 
real personalities, you know what I mean? Like people who really go into struggles and whatnot, right? Um, I thought that the music was great as well. Um, Cliff, Clint Manzel, you know, um, who did scores, you know, for stuff like, you know, Drive and, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I love the kind of 80s synth music that he does yeah. here. The theme song and all still stuck in my head. Like the theme song, I love the theme song. It's still stuck in my head. It's just so moody and dark, but it just sums up the whole show for me. Um, but they yeah. are like really bright moments, you know, really colorful musical moments, you know, um, really lighthearted stuff. But they also go for dark at the same time as well. Um, and also, speaking of light and dark, um, this 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 show is like very well made or very well shot, very yeah, well yeah. edited. The cinematography is like yeah, yeah it, it poop, looks just, poop. just as good as um, as Titans in my opinion. Um, how you know how everything is shot? It, it's a good balance. How yeah. you balance it darkly with thing you don't feel you're not gritty, grim, dark like Zack Snyder stuff, but it's not as light as the CW stuff. It's, it's a, a slightly darker, edgier version of the CW material. Yeah, um, you're right. Right, that's pretty much um, where it is. Yeah, Riverdale. Yeah, 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 you know, shows like Riverdale and, well, Texted, um, Chilling Avengers and Sabrina and stuff like that. Um, I will say, though, it's not a perfect, perfect, perfect show. If I have just a couple of teeny tiny gripes. um, One, when they go for dramatic, they really go for dramatic, but it could kind of slow the story down at certain points with each episode. Like, there's always, like, some downtime. And there's all some emotional stuff going on, which is kind of funny because I like how um, how Mr. Bo- Nobody touching it, you know, all this naval gazing stuff. It works as far as developing the character, just showing how arrogant they could be. It's not anything going to change overnight. They have to learn things the hard way, right? They're not going to yeah. just ultimately change at, during the course of an episode. Things will happen, and then they'll go back to where they were before, doubting themselves. Then they'll come back again because of something else or some decision they have to make. But oftentimes, it's like, all right, we get, we know you're struggling, we know you're suffering, okay, pick it up, come on, all right, we do this again, all right. And yes, they right. well acted and stuff like that, but at times it could feel a little repetitive and just kind right. of slow, in my opinion. Um, and second gripe, though, this little minor, while I did really enjoy the finale and just how, like, I, like my friend was telling me about how this episode was like the weirdest thing you ever see in life. Not really, yeah. but there is a few moments where it's like, all right, now, now I see why you find that it's like the weirdest thing in life. But because of this whole blend of absurdity and, you know, real life stuff there, it makes sense to me. Yeah. But I do personally think that they kind of rushed the finale a little bit. I find right. that, I like, either, I like find... I, I, yeah, at first I was telling myself that they were going to lead into the, the next season, like what they do with uh, with Titans and um, Umbrella Academy and Legion. Right. But they just kind of stop it at a point, like, okay, we have, to, we have to end. So, yes, this is the end. Let's just rush everything. And I felt that was like a, a letdown because, you know, given the ride, you know, the, the crazy ride that we got, you know, they could have just kind of paced things out. And I mean, the, the episode is like, what, 55 minutes long? Like, you could have right. given a little bit more time or space all the time a little bit more so you at least really give us a, a, a knockout of a, of a climax, basically. Right, but yeah, they just kind of rush just... things. It's just like, all right, that's the end. I think we had a nice yeah. little Cypress Hill song, which to me came out of nowhere, but I was bumping my head. But I was like, all right, okay, this is the end. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I was, um, yeah, I was, I was disappointed with the finale itself. Not, not too disappointed, but, but I thought they would have folded it. So, well, well, you find out why um, the chief was doing what he was doing now. And I thought yes, they would have yes, folded yes. it up a little better. Um, but the whole cave one thing now. Um, so, I thought they would have give us a, a payoff for that, but we didn't really get that. Uh, so that's about it. 
I yeah. really don't know if they're going to go forward with this because it's such a weird show. Like, well, up next, the DC series is Swamp Thing. Yeah, so, um, which I still haven't watched the trailer for. But, um, but given what we gained so far with with Titans and Doom Patrol, yeah, I have faith in Swamp Thing. Once they have the solid writers, so, sorry, solid writing, you know, cinematography, yeah. directing, and acting. Yeah, you know, you know, well, DDC, you know, uh, streaming service clearly, clearly have clearly have gold in their hands right now. They really right. doing something really great here with with these shows so far. And yeah, and I, as I said, because it's you know because well you know Marvel and Netflix and well Marvel sorry not Marvel and Netflix Marvel and their Disney streaming service as well seem to be something like this. So hopefully the, you know it's a similar format and it, it's similar level of care. And well, we know how they could do such a good job with their movies. So. That should be so so good, but the this now I I want to see these people or uh, this tone go forward with with the DCEU if we're gonna get movies going forward have this approach and this style like this is it like, yeah you know, that that would be great like not everything has to be all you know big explosions or what that you know I mean right. you could have your dramatic moments this is what right. Endgame to an extent did right so right DC could do that you see they they nail but because I thought they nail they nail because DC nail Shazam in my opinion uh, yes yes. We could get something like this where you understand the material. You don't have to go all dumb and grim dark like Zack Snyder. Again, I still didn't completely hate Zack Snyder's approach. It's just he fuck up your own thing, right? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, but he had he had a good thing going. So is is to take that and learn to pivot from it, and hopefully we'll get. You know, this is what he had to do. This is the approach he had to take to this stuff. Uh yeah, Doom Patrol for me was like uh, yeah, I gave it a pretty high score, like an eight out of ten. I, I I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Same here, um, same here. It started off strong, but I thought it pizza out. It never really slowed down a pizza out. It just was doing its thing. It told its story. The finale was a little disappointing, um, but I still didn't hate it for what it was. It was fine. So that was yeah. about it. Uh, for me, I give this a decent, a strong four to five. Um, I really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, people who, who felt that Titus was just too edgelord, even though it wasn't, well, too nah, darkly yeah. sick of being dark, even though it wasn't, uh, will be pleasantly surprised by this one. Uh, even though I would say, if you expect it, like, you know, tons of action, stuff like that, like the CW stuff, uh, you will be disappointed by this. This is, you know, character pieces, basically, but they all yeah. done in this really weird, creative, and just unique. Well, it's, it's, it's such a great way as far as, you know, subverting, you know, comic books and just the idea of comic book heroes and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this was a strong season. Uh, really can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, and, yeah, boy, the, well, like I said, the DC streaming service is on to someone here. They have gold with this. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, I really can't wait to see what they do, not just with season two of, of, of Doom Patrol, but uh, Swamp Thing. If they're going to go with the whole, well, pseudo-realistic, but pseudo-absurd approach to things, then, you know, but, but that's a little bit different, of course, you know what I mean? Because I don't know any... I, don't, I honestly don't really know much about... Uh, Swamp Thing anyway, but I do hope that the season, this, well, this um, series basically make a believe out of it. Like, yeah, I could, I could rule with this, right? But yeah, they yeah. are to something here. Uh, I do agree with you. It's, it's, it's as if only they could apply it to the movies. I think they could, but I don't know. They just to have like a really solid plan. But other than that, Doom Patrol is a real deal if you're just looking for something a little bit different. Uh, not too groundbreaking, not too out there, but just something different. You know what I mean? And just... Yeah. Entertaining throughout. Yeah, give this one a look. All right. All right. So, with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm Passat, R M D D Y, on Twitter. And then you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook, and that's me. All right. You can find me on Instagram. Just look for 
Bears Beats and Bailey on Twitter. Just look for Bear Beat Bailey on Facebook. Just look for my name, Match Bailey, along with a legally black blog, official van base, where you find a link to this podcast, as well as the others that we've done over the past few years, including retrospect reviews. And guys, yes, that's pretty much about it. So, once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you listen, this, this was Match Bailey and Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off from another episode of Bears Beats and Bailey. So, until the next one, take care. Peace.